Hi, I'm Shekhar Gupta and I bring to you a fresh episode of Cut the Clatter. So what if I asked you, what is the one story over the past couple of weeks that rose across the country, in fact got a lot of headlines, grabbed a lot of eyeballs, mysteriously, mysteriously as if there was no reason but something that a lot of people suddenly believed in, got alarmed and then disappeared equally inexplicably, right? What was that story? Chances are, you would have guessed, that was the story of the alleged or the so-called excesses or atrocities against Bihari workers. Not just Hindi heartland workers, but Bihari workers in Tamil Nadu. So usually, you know what, my skeptical journalistic mind, editorial mind would, would tell me that when you see something so pat, and when you see something so pat, Particularly when you can see some politics tying up because on March 1 is when Tejashvi Yadav visited Tamil Nadu, shared a stage with Stalin, the chief minister of Tamil Nadu, talked about an anti-BJP front all over the country. Around that time, these stories picked up. So I would have said this looks, this looks too bad to be true. I don't want to say too good to be true or maybe too bad to be true. But that is just skepticism. That is just journalistic skepticism. That doesn't count for anything, particularly when you have what looks like evidence to the contrary. So what was this evidence? This was a string of videos. Videos, lots of WhatsApp forwards. Some of the WhatsApp forwards had videos. Many of the WhatsApp forwards had voices. One particular WhatsApp forward, which went around a great deal, particularly in Bihar, was actually like a clash, like a clash between people and in the course of the clash, you see somebody being killed, somebody being lynched. So that story became quite an obvious story, that story, story that see workers from Bihar, Bihari workers, you can figure out from language, Bihari workers and Tamil workers are clashing at the end of which one human being has been lynched to death or beaten to death who could be a Bihari, you can't tell in that video whether the person is from north, south, east, west, nothing except that it's a human being. What had happened with that video as it turned out later? As it turned out later, that video actually was a cut and paste job. There was some kind of an argument at a tea shop outside a factory. In the course of the argument, some workers came, came, out, came out of the factory. They happened to be Bihari workers. They came out. They were Tamil workers. There were some arguments. Maybe there was some pushing and shoving that the factory owner came in. Peace was restored. Nobody was hurt. No blood was shed. A report was made to the police later. Nobody was arrested. Nothing happened. What somebody did, on the other hand, was that there was another clash, another incident outside the Coimbatore courts. And there, two gangs of Tamils, two Tamil gangs fought. And this was kind of, kind of a revenge fight. And in, in that fight, one human being was killed. So that video was, was added to the first video. So it looked like the clash led to the killing of a human being. And that then went around all over and spread panic. And there were many more like that. There were also other videos where it looked like there was some kind of a clash and dumb and some somebody in a Hindi voice which looked like a Hindi heartland, Bihar or Eastern UP voice, it was portrayed as a Bihar voice complaining to a reporter that he feared for his life. There was no reporter, there was no such incident. These were all made up. Now these spread, as these spread, panic spread. As panic spread, 
newspapers, particularly newspapers and media channels in Bihar. They took it up in many of the publications, major publications, this became the main lead, main lead with pictures of Stalin and somebody even imagined a date that Biharis have been told to get out of Tamil Nadu by March 20. All of this, as it turns out, was in mythology. But you know, this is the power of today's unedited media. Unedited media means the whole idea that citizen journalists can post anything, that anything you get on WhatsApp sounds correct, particularly if you want to believe in bad news and you are given bad news, you will tend to believe it. And then you will be hearing a lot of it from other people, your, your acquaintances, your family, etc., etc. And in these situations, every rumor becomes true and the worst rumor becomes the truest. And that's exactly what happened. At, at one point, people from Bihar, there are almost a million workers from outside, mostly from the Hindi heartland, a lot of them from Bihar, working in Tamil Nadu. In fact, in the industrial clusters of Tamil Nadu, work will come to a standstill if outside workers were not available. Tamil Nadu is not exactly like Kerala, which almost has no local workers for these, for, the, for these businesses or industries or very few of them or has a, has a big paucity of them. Tamil Nadu has local workers too, but it still needs workers from outside to work one and a half shifts. They work on more competitive wages from the employer's point of view, so they make it more productive for the employer, employer to hire them. Without them, a lot of Tamil Nadu's industrial clusters, say Tirupur, Coimbatore, road, many of these areas will come to a standstill. There was an immediate alarm in Tamil Nadu government. Even the governor of the Tamil Nadu, Mr. Ravi, who's usually at odds with his, with his chief minister, he also joined in to reassure people. Appeals were issued in Hindi and something, something really unusual happened. The Tamil Nadu government itself started issuing appeals and notices in Hindi language bucking the general general opposition to the use of Hindi anywhere. In fact, I'm reading a story in the Hindu that tells me it's a fine story. It's a fine story by a Hindu reporter called D. Suresh Kumar that tells me, that tells us the story of how five years back in 2018, because so many workers from the Hindi heartland were coming and working in the industrial belt of, industrial cluster of a road, that a bus conductor put a board on his bus which mentioned the destination in Tamil, English and Hindi. And you know what? There was an immediate outrage and he was suspended for putting an unauthorized destination on the bus. In the same city now, district collector, the police, everybody is issuing reassurance notices in Hindi language. That is the kind of change that the economic necessity of migration. We are a country of migrants. I will come to that. Economic necessity of migration makes people change their basic responses even on the very divisive, very polarizing linguistic issues. So that's what happened in Tamil Nadu. You get a lot of detail. In fact, I've taken a lot of this detail from a story that my colleague Vandana Menon has done. She's traveled through Tamil Nadu, through these areas, and she's put these stories together. And I'm also picking up many instances from her. So please see the story. I'll share it with you in the course of time. She will also tell you the story on a video. But if you just see what happened, what happened in this case is that first of all, I told you there's almost a million workers from outside, most of them from Hindi heartland, some from Maharashtra, uh, some from Odisha, but mostly from Hindi heartland who are working, say, construction and infra infrastructure sectors, restaurants, fuel stations, export units, particularly hosiery, knitwear, etc. 
Tirupur, for example, Tirupur accounts for 90% of all of India's knitwear exports. Used to be Ludhiana also, Tirupur has gone way ahead of, ahead of Ludhiana. Then there are large retail showrooms, all kinds of businesses, EOUs, export-oriented units, to which outside workers come and are employed. That's about a million of them. Now, one video which was not unreal, that was a genuine video, that went out and that was seen by a lot of people and that was a case of a Tamil man beating up some migrant workers in a train. That was like a clash. It was a beating up for sure. There was an immediate outrage, not in Bihar, but in Tamil Nadu itself and that worker was arrested. And also it's a question that D. Suresh Kumar asks and it's a good question that how come all this tension has arisen in Bihar? How come all this has become about laborers from Bihar? Because how does any Tamil tell the difference between somebody from say UP or Bihar or Eastern UP and Bihar? Because even the language is very similar and in fact Suresh Kumar asks that just as people in the north find it difficult to make a distinction be between, between people from the south from different states, between people from the different states in the south, how does a Tamil decide that, oh, I'll beat, so beat up so-and-so, not because so-and-so is a migrant laborer or from a Hindi heartland, because, but because so-and-so is a Bihari. And if they were beating up migrant laborers from Hindi heartland at random, why would there not be complaints from Uttar Pradesh, Jharkhand, Odisha, places like that, because those also send out a lot of migratory laborers to Tamil Nadu. Now, in any country, in any region, labor will move from regions that have a lot of population but less employment to those that are growing but have lesser, lesser population or, or have controlled their population, whose population has stopped growing and who need cheaper labor. Look at Punjab for example. Punjab agriculture will come to a standstill if laborers, migratory laborers from UP and Bihar stop coming there. That's why people of Punjab are never rude to migratory labor from UP and Bihar. I mean, you might find the odd case here and there, but by and large, they are welcome. Special facilities are set up. I also know of stories of some parts of rural Punjab where even small mosques have been set up because a lot of these migratory laborers happen to be Muslim. So you don't want your migratory laborers to go away. And in every part of the country, migrants acquire some names or nicknames and these are not necessarily pejoratives. See, for example, Tamil Nadu, as Mandara Menon's story tells us, people from the Hindi heartland are generally referred to as G. In Punjab, they might be called Bhaiyas. In the northeast where I lived for some time, they are called Deswalis. So these are different names that people give. Similarly, people in the north, Hindi heartland will have some names of people from Tamil Nadu, Kerala or from the south. So all that, all that is part of life. All that is not pejorative. People learn to live with migratory labor. There is always occasionally a tension and it's a usual tension that you've taken my jobs. That's a tension that say workers from Indian origin in some places might face in Canada, used to face in UK as well. There was a time when that was a very strong movement in the UK. So these things are a part of the phenomenon of migratory labor. If you look at India, for example, if you look at the last census, 2011, unfortunately, we haven't had a census since then. That tells us that almost 48% of us are migrants in one way or the other. Migration, by the way, doesn't just mean going from one state to the other. You can also migrate within the same state. You can go to another district. You live in a large state like Uttar Pradesh. You can go to Lucknow or Noida to work. But as India's economy has grown, economy has grown 
differentially. In some areas, economy has grown a lot more than in others. In some areas, the growth is in industry. In other areas, the growth is in agriculture. And similarly, for these areas, labor is moved. So labor finds its level like water. So wherever, wherever people are available, they are looking for jobs and they think, oh, five states away, if I take a train, I'll reach such and such place. I will get a job that will give me not just not just for my enough for my survival, but also a surplus surplus to send back home. And that's how migratory economies come into play. That's how money order economies, as these were these were called earlier, they come into being. And a lot of India has that. Without that, without that, two things will not happen. Without that, a lot of the people say in the Hindi heartland which is now the labor exporting zone of India. In the Hindi heartland, a lot of families will remain very poor. They will have no surpluses to send their children to school, etc. At the same time, in the areas where economy is growing or farming is growing, work will come to a standstill without this labor. Or local labor will become so expensive that productivity levels will dip to a point where it might not be worth people's while. That's why if you see the foundries in Tamil Nadu, foundries in Tamil Nadu, almost 90% of the workers are from the Hindi heartland because foundries are a low margin business. Knitwear, again, a large number are, large number are Tamil, but a large number are also from Hindi heartland. Plus, many of these factories, many of these businesses, say in the export-oriented units, are also order-oriented. So you get a big order for exports for hosiery, then you get these people in, order is done, these people can go home, then you don't have to employ them full time. That's how migratory labor is so important. Unfortunately in India, we don't, we don't study migration so well internally. The mysterious thing in this case, or the clutter in this case is, how quickly did it spread? And did it spread because somebody was planning it? Or did it spread just sort of serendipitously or coincidentally? Somebody put one thing out, recipient then put it out, then somebody put it out like that on Facebook pages, on WhatsApp, etc. We don't know. But surely there was politics to it. Particularly because it peaked, that is when Tejeshwi Yadav went to Chennai and stood on a stage, shared a stage with Stalin. So immediately it became a story of, and this is something that BJP spokesperson, one of the BJP spokespersons, in Bihar said, all the BJP in Bihar deleted this later, but they said that, see, our deputy chief minister is celebrating Stalin's birthday, attending his party, while people from Bihar are being killed and beaten up in Tamil Nadu. The BJP chief in Tamil Nadu, Mr. Anamalai, also said something, after which Tamil Nadu government and Bihar government both filed many cases against reputed media organizations, media publications, well-known broadsheet publications, but also against some political figures, including the BJP chief in Tamil Nadu. Now, what were these rumors? Rumors were like, oh, Tamils are beating up Biharis for smoking too much. That one clash that took place, again a clash that led to no bloodshed, one clash that took place that I spoke about earlier outside a factory in Tirupur. That was, that was at a dhaba or at a tea shop outside Tirupur where it seems that there was a fight between a Tamil and a Bihari worker on the, on the allegation by one, probably by the Tamil worker, that the Bihari worker was blowing smoke too close to his face or blowing too much smoke at his face. And that led to a fight. And as that fight was going on and arg argument was going on, Bihari workers from inside the factory came out. And that moment of those workers coming out, which looked like an angry mob, 
that was captured on camera rest was just added up as masala and then that became a story this is the story i recounted to you earlier that became a story of a bihari worker allegedly quote and quote getting killed by the mob because the video footage of another clash outside the courtroom court complex in coimbatore was was spliced into this other rumors said oh bihari workers were beaten up at a dhaba or at an eating place or a hotel as it might be called in tamil nadu because he refused to serve more gravy with chicken to a tamil customer right again something that was never confirmed by anybody one video in fact was marked and this is also mentioned in vandana's story one video was marked imaginary content based on viral videos so first of all 20 people 30 people 50 people create fake videos which go viral then you say oh i am seeing 20 videos which have gone viral i am combining all of them and i am making one video and on that i say imaginary content based on viral videos and again i make it even more viral on whatsapp etc and people start thinking that look there is a real problem and one paper in bihar at least one broadsheet paper even had a big story on page 1 saying that biharis in tamil nadu have been given and served an ultimatum that they must quit by march 20 or else and after that tamil nadu government and bihar government spent a lot of time trying to calm things down again if you read vandana's story she quotes high officials v balakrishnan who is police commissioner of coimbatore also district commissioner also district collector of tirupur s vinith who say that look the first says i can't deny that a stray incident might have taken place somewhere but nothing bloody nothing leading to a death this whole story that a body was found on a railway track it turned out it was a case of suicide there was another body found like that a stray body that was a case of a murder this was a murder between two families where it looked like one man felt that his neighbor was having an affair with his wife and killed that man in revenge it so happened that both were from the same state none of them was from tamil nadu they were both families of migrant workers but once again that murder was also spliced into this overall propaganda so district collector of tirupur s vinith for example tells vandana that there been no incidents and yet police control room was getting up to 100 calls a day and most of the callers were about am i safe have i seen i've seen such and such video is that video correct also is this deadline is this ultimatum for us biharis to leave tamil nadu by march 20 for real as it turned out nothing of this was for real and now as i said a story that hit all our headlines that had gone viral turned out to be nothing but a fake news and this is a fake news that a lot of people then spread and shared and i'll go back to what i said earlier what happens is when you see all this in a very competitive media environment this is not just the social media people or stray people or so called citizen journalists who are doing it these are well established media organizations then you come under pressure then you say look everybody is saying it there are numbers here there is google right there are keywords that i am getting numbers numbers on google on digital media are the equivalent of trps in fact if anything this this is a more brutal phenomenon also because it's a more easily verifiable phenomenon do you think look all this is supposedly happening other people are getting the audiences why am i getting left behind particularly when there are viral videos so many viral videos so i've got video evidence what else do i need and then 
the patience, the patience, the old journalistic practice of, okay, this looks, this looks quite bad, but take a deep breath, have somebody check it out. Call the SP of this place, call the district collector of this place, call a local journalist, call your, your own journalist. A lot of the people, particularly in digital media, do not think they have the time to do this. And in any case for political leaders, when there's an opportunity to exploit, they exploit it. So for a lot of them, particularly for those opposed to the Bihar government and opposed to the Tamil Nadu government, it looked like a story that was too bad to be true. So they jumped with it. Now we've seen viral rumors in the past also gain a lot of credence. In Delhi, for example, there was a story of the monkey man. Somebody who was about five foot tall, looked like a monkey, wore a helmet, jumped from house to house, particularly in old Delhi, doing awful things to people. In fact, if you see Rakesh Om Prakash Mehra's film, Delhi 6, Delhi 6, that is based on some of that. So people begin to believe these rumors. But once, there was also in Uttar Pradesh, the legend of the Much Nochwa. This was a strange human being, a man who dropped from somewhere at night and basically grabbed at people's faces. That's why Mush Nojwa, the abominable human being who came and grabbed at your moustache, at, at your mouth. All that was, all that turned out to be fake. But those were still smaller, those were more limited, there was no social media. And also that was a more genteel era when at least the mainstream media would not buy into these rumors just like that under the pressure of numbers. They would check things out and say, these rumors are not checking out. They are what they are, just rumors. Which is what all the stories and all the so-called videos out of Tamil Nadu of attacks and persecution and atrocities and killings of Bihari laborers turned out to be. So for us all, it's a very good lesson once again that there is no substitute for checking something no matter how real does it look, even if it's on video, which doesn't mean that you don't take this video seriously. I am for real in this video and what we are saying is for real. And please read the story that we have run from Vandana. That's for real.